Joining me is Eric Slater. My name is Chris Carroll, and this is Comic Zombie. I freeze. I'm Batman. I am the Lord of the Jungle, bitch! Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate a wheel. You better wake up. The world you live in is just a sugar-coated topping. There is another world beneath it. The real world. And if you want to survive it, you better learn to pull the trigger. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us for another episode of Comic Zombie. I am your host Chris, and with me as usual is my co-host Eric. How's it going, Eric? Uh... That sounds about right. <laughs> so today we are going to talk do something that we've been talking about doing for quite a long time. We're going to talk about the Wesley Snipes Blade Trilogy. Or really, I guess you could call it the David Goyer Blade Trilogy, because he wrote all three movies and directed the yeah. third one. Yeah, I mean, David Goyer is a great writer. Uh, most people know his work from the Dark Knight Trilogy, Christopher Nolan's movies. He wrote those. Uh, he's Yeah, and this is his baby. The interesting thing about the Blade movies is that they kind of kick-started the superhero movie phenomenon that we're still in today. Uh, this was 1998. This was before the first X-Men movie. This was before the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. This was the first big, like, big-budget Marvel movie that they really took seriously. And it's it awesome. Was- if I'm not mistaken, it was the first time a Marvel movie had ever been released in theaters. Yes. Uh, well, Howard the Duck, I guess. The Captain America. Uh, how, no, I'm pretty sure it was directed VHS, but <laughs> yeah. Howard the Duck went to theaters. Oh, Howard the Duck did. Yeah. That I think that was it. Fucking George Lucas. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so most people didn't even know it was a Marvel movie. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. Like, a lot of people, unless you were a Marvel fan yeah. and had been reading... Marvel books, no idea Blade was a Marvel character until you went to see the movie and yeah. the opening title card is Marvel. And I will say I was one of those people because I was I was in high school at the time, middle school maybe, I was a kid. And uh, I was actually really into like vampires and shit and that's what drew me to Blade. This was before I really got into comics because that, that happened after the first X-Men movie. So it was like once I learned that Blade was a Marvel character, kind of blew my mind. I was like, that's badass. I want to see more of that. Yeah, I um. I was a big Blade fan. Um, I like grew up. I think I mentioned this before, but I, I grew up watching horror movies like nonstop. You know, I was the yeah. weird. I was that weird kid who was like seven and had seen Die. Uh, Die, had seen Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead like thirty <laughs> times. And That's but um, so I, I liked the Marvel horror comics. You know, the um, Tomb of Dracula, which is where Blade originated. Yeah. Um, then you had you know like uh, their version of Frankenstein, all kinds of stuff like that. The uh, uh, Werewolf by Night which oh, spun yeah. off into Moon Knight and exactly. all that stuff. Uh, big fan of all those. And in the early 1990s, Marvel relaunched uh, or re- revamped that corner uh, of their revamped. universe. Ah, nice. <laughs> uh, with that, that corner of the universe with a, a crossover event that I've talked about on uh, ComicZombie.net uh, on our five coolest things about, yeah. or five coolest things from, uh, mm-hmm. of, is of 
a story called Rise of the Midnight Suns. Yeah. Uh, which Suns. featured, um, at the time, Ghost Rider was not Johnny Blaze. So you had Johnny Blaze and Ghost Rider teaming up That's separately. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was, I didn't know it was that. Johnny's brother, Danny Ketch, was the Ghost Rider at that time. Was 90s that Ghost the, Rider. Was that the weird hover bike that you No, had? this is oh, 90s. Okay. When you think Ghost Rider, yeah. the version p- most people think about is not it's, Johnny Blaze. It's yeah. Danny Ketch. That's interesting. The man. 90s Ghost Rider is not Johnny Blaze. That's weird. He's okay. the original Ghost Rider from the 70s and 80s and stuff. But, okay. Uh, and now, and anyway, we're not talking yeah. about Ghost Rider, but uh, it was the Ghost Riders, and then you had um, Morbius mm, and right. Marvel's version of like a Vertigo book. Oh, okay. With a book called The Darkhold Redeemers, which was excellent. Nice. No superheroes, just horror, straight horror book. That's kind of cool. Um, and then you had a book called Night Stalkers, mm. who okay. will come into play in Blade 3. But the Night Stalkers right. in the comic books were a guy named Frank Drake, okay. who was a descendant of Dracula and was a vampire hunter. Oh, okay. But was not a vampire. Oh, just human, but he was yeah. descended from Dracula. Like, was Bloodstone a part of this group at one point? Uh, no, was that but, later but on? I think he came in. He was had been around long before, right? But at this point, Elsa was running around. I don't oh, think she okay. was part of this group until like the second or third iteration. Oh, of it. okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I haven't read the original. So it was Frank Drake, Hannibal King, who we'll see in Blade Trinity. Oh yeah, who is okay. a, a, a like has, like he is a vampire, but he's got something wonky about him too. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got Blade. Mm. Uh, and that was my first introduction to Blade was in Rise of the Midnight Suns and yeah. I thought that dude's awesome Yeah. Uh, and then I went and found Tomb of Dracula by um. Marv Wolfman and Gene Colan in the late 1970s which where Blade came from yeah. and this is a version that has like all the stakes on like a bandolier um, right. <laughs> yeah. what do you call it? Um, bandolier bandolier right? yeah um, around stakes, it yeah. yeah and he's yeah. got the afro and like the, <laughs> yes. the pop collar and the leather jacket like he's cool as shit man yeah I mean that was cool at the he's time he's like if Shaft was a vampire hunter he's awesome yeah, I fucking concept. immediately yeah. loved them and then uh, yeah. combine that with Night Stalkers and then he got a couple of miniseries and stuff I was a big Blade fan that's um, awesome. but I remember seeing trailers for the movie and immediately being like they got Wesley fucking Snipes to play Blade and the casting couldn't have been more perfect in the 90s I, so yeah this is a very 90s movie for thousands of years they have existed among us. You keep your eyes open. They're everywhere. Chances are you've seen them yourself and didn't know it. A secret nation. Our livelihood depends on our ability to blend in. With a lust for power. We should be ruling the humans. These people are our food. They've got their claws into everything. Politics, finance, real estate. There's a war going on out there. He makes the weapons. I use them. Now, one will lead them to conquer mankind. Tonight, the age of man comes to an end. We're gonna be gods. And one will try to stop him dead. There are worse things out tonight than vampires. Like what? Like me. Half human. Blade's mother was attacked by a vampire while she was pregnant. Half immortal. You got the best of both worlds. All our strengths. None of our weaknesses. He is their greatest fear and our only hope. It's open season on all vampires. Wesley Snipes, Stephen Dorff. You're one of them, aren't you? No, I'm something else.
Let's get right into it. So it's directed by a guy named Stephen Norrington, who we actually had to look up because I, <laughs> yeah. I I didn't know anything about him. And um, he's made some really bad things. He's mostly known as a special effects guy. He's worked right. on some really good shit. Yeah. Like Aliens, yeah. the James Cameron Aliens. Uh, and he's done a lot of effects makeup and, and visual effects yeah. but he's directed only a handful of movies four right. movies I think he's Blade had, is the had, second of them yeah he's had some real high highs and some real low lows so, that we'll get into Blade was the second one <laughs> and then he only made two more movies one's I don't remember the name of but the last movie he made yeah. was 2003's The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen motherfucker are you out of your damn mind and that's why that's, that's why. why you don't know who <laughs> yeah. he is yeah that explains it because Honestly, this movie, the first Blade, is great. Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen might be one of the worst comic book movies ever made. It sucks. It's a terrible movie. And so it's weird that this guy had a hand in both. Yeah. So maybe the studio fucked the other one up, or maybe he got lucky with I this one. I think it was in, in that one, nobody involved gave a fuck about adapting right. the Alan Moore story. Yeah. And in Blade, everyone wanted to kind of adapt the David Goyer story, which is based off of a Marv Wolfman story. <laughs> So it was uh, uh, a yeah. very, very kind of like the right hands were on this one. I think Norrington just kind of had to stay out of the way. And it was probably brought in because he knew how to shoot the fight scenes. Oh, that's a good point. Um, yeah. But let me good. let me start real quick with my two favorite things about Blade. One sure. is a throwaway line, and it's like the, the <laughs> cheesy 90s action hero, 80s, 90s action hero always yeah. has the, the one-liner before they kill the villain. Oh, yeah. And in this case, I love it so much, I put it in our intro. Yes! And it's some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Yep. I love that so much. I've used that it's shit great. like once a week, at least in my head. Yeah. Every week since <laughs> 1998. So for a quarter of a century, fuck, I'm old. It's pretty um, good. It's better than any Bond one-liner. It's, it's better, better than even like the Arnold ones. From right. The like, it's yeah, great. It's better than John McClane. Like, uh, I don't know. I think Yippie Kaye motherfucker takes the title just because it's been used so well so many <laughs> okay, times. Okay, so it's got the But bones. if Blade had yeah. said this shit in Blade 2, yeah. champion. Yeah. Nothing will be... <laughs> if that was his catchphrase? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but okay, so my other favorite thing about this movie... Uh, and there's a lot of a lot of great stuff in it, but it's the opening the sequence, opening which the sells the entire movie. And all yes. I have to say, and everyone who's seen it will know exactly what I'm talking about, is Blood Rage. Yes. Uh, and this is where a I vampire takes it. an unsuspecting guy to a dance club. The vampire is played by a former adult film star Tracy Lords. For mm. anyone who cares, the, the, this dude's in this rave, right? Like a meatpacking plant. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And it's he's creepy. kind of like, all right, cool, like underground club. That's cool. Yeah. And like. During this rave, uh, the sprinklers, like the fire sprinklers turn on and yeah. like uh, uh, cattle blood starts raining down on everybody and all the it's vampires disturbing. in the crowd start cheering and yeah. the music goes up and this dude's freaked out and that's when he realizes everybody around him starts like, fanging out on him. Yeah. And he's and about the way to they get, film it is he is so chaotic yeah. and claustrophobic and Well, because you got that like pulsing like was strobe, strobe light, light effect going on. And all the faces oh. are covered in blood. It's disgusting. Almost to the awesome. point where you can't really make out characteristics yeah. so they all just look like monsters. What a fucking opening. Uh, it's, oh my God. It and is, then, and then yeah. you panned blade yeah. just kind of standing in the doorway and just wrecks fucking house yep and it i mean it was such a great reveal one of the like, most ball grabbing openings the only mm -hmm. thing from the same era of yeah. comic book adaptations that i think comes close is x-men 2 
with yeah. the assault on the White House. That one's pretty awesome. Uh, because this was like, you started the movie off, you knew everything you needed to know about the character without him saying a yeah. word. The difference, though, is this one's rated R. Yes. So they go for it. Yes. The Blade movies are very much rated R. Which is amazing. And I really hope that tradition stands with the next one. I believe it will. I hope so. Um, Um, But what I love about this movie is that it's not just a great Blade movie. It's not just a great, like, comic book movie. It's a great vampire movie. Like, it really works as a vampire movie, you know? I think so. It's got, like... um Really cool designs for something like that one. Uh, was it Pearl? The big well, fat, nasty thing. That yeah. Like, oh, in that was disturbing. That yeah. was reminding me of Mojo. Yeah. Uh, from the comics. Yeah, from X Men. Yeah, yeah, from the X Men comics. I, I mean, don't know you, if that was like like a sort of reference. I, I think it was just this gross blobby albino thing yeah. that lives in the catacombs and like keeps does their information. Like it just sits there and feeds to like a straw. But but the the main thing, the vampire angle, is that like the society stuff. They explain like the hierarchy and everything. Right. So and, you like, have, they have their own language and all that shit was great. Right. Like you. You have the vampires that are like uh, they claim to be like pure blood vampires yeah. and then you have uh, like half bloods like frost right who's yeah, our main yeah. villain who yeah. uh at the we learn bit a woman who's pregnant mm-hmm. uh yeah. who gave birth to one robert brooks aka blade yeah and, oh and uh, we should explain yeah like oh because of that so yeah blade is so, half vampire he yes. is the daywalker. he has all the strengths of vampires and none of the weaknesses yeah which is so nuts. <laughs> he's super strong he's super fast he heals quickly he can smell them like yeah. incredibly well he can hear incredible his senses are heightened right he can jump real far he's just yeah. a beast and yeah. the sun doesn't hurt him but he hates vampires. He hates yeah. fucking vampires. <laughs> yeah, like his whole mission. He's the punisher for vampires. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and so yeah, so in good. this movie, we're kind of introduced to the world through Dr. Uh, um, Dr. Jensen. Dr. Jensen. That's right. Played by uh, Nabouche Wright. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing her name. And um, through her, we meet Blade and his kind of Q. Yeah, uh, Abraham Whistler, played by Chris Christopherson, who's like this grumpy old man who's like, I've been hunting vampires for blades since he was a boy. He's a great character, and I like that he's kind of like a mentor, sort of a father figure to Blade, because, yes. you know, he took him in, right, as uh, as a kid, I think, yeah, and trained him and all that, so he's sort of like a, Van, a modern Van Helsing. Like yeah, he even kind of looks Helsing. like a Van Helsing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's this, this subplot where Blade has to take this serum mm. that... It, it, it's like a synthetic it's like garlic it's, or something? no it's like a synthetic dose of blood it, so he does it because when he when he if he drinks blood he like kind of turns feral right and it's yeah. hard for him to control his impulses because he, he is a vampire yeah he wants to eat people and shit but he yeah. doesn't do it basically it, it controls his bloodlust and satisfies his body's need for blood yeah yeah exactly uh, and this doctor is trying to come up with a way to cure him of his vampirism or at the very least create a more lasting yeah synthetic yeah so he doesn't have to keep taking like these eject- the symptoms not the right and each disease, each yeah. dose lasts less time than the, like each one lasts yeah. less because his body's adapting tolerance exactly yeah. <laughs> um That's and then deacon frost and his gang of vampires are sick of blade fucking their shit up so they come in and they torture and leave on the brink of death whistler yeah. where blade and the doctor discover her oh. and he tells blade like give me my gun and walk away and then he yeah. shoots himself and he's dead. He's dead. Remember that. He's it was dead. A dramatic scene too. I was crying and shit. It's like, very dramatic. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. And Remember he's dead. <laughs> but it is like the hero's journey thing, like where where the mentor has to die. Right. He has to take his place as yeah. like the alpha or whatever. It, it totally works. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and then there, they, there's this really fucked up scene where they're like gonna torture Blade when they have him captive. Yeah. And they drop him in like this dark pit, and they realize that like his mom is still alive. Yeah. And she's was... like Frost's 
concubine. Yeah, that was harsh. And they're like they're like draining blade of his blood and all this shit. And eventually, yeah. the doctor finds her way to him. Mm-hmm. She's also captured. Captured. Right. Yeah. She makes him feed off of her. That's right. And yeah. Blade drinking human blood for the first time. He goes, he goes like fucking wolf. Like he just rages out. Yeah. He goes. And then he gets that. Um, she makes that like liquid sunlight shit yeah where it's like liquid uv and so he like pops it into a vampire and like they dive like really bad cgi effects (laughs) Uh, that scene's awesome though yeah but so let me just point out one thing about the end of this movie sure the big climactic battle with frost where he gets possessed by like this ancient vampiric blood god oh frost is steven dorf yeah deacon frost yeah Yeah. steven dorf yeah. yeah um so he he and Blade get in their big fight, and he like kills off all the other vampires to like right. just, like summon this blood god. Yeah. And when they are dying, the things that are like killing them like pull their skeletons out through their yeah. mouths, which sounds metal as hell. Yeah. But it's like the worst '90s CGI. It's so fucking terrible. It's a cool concept that they did not pull off. They, right. It would have been <laughs> like, much better with practical effects. Yeah. Yeah, or even real. stop motion. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it'd be a cool fatality in a Mortal Kombat game. Right, but it doesn't work. Like, it doesn't work. on screen with the bad CGI from the 90s. Yeah, and it really, like, that whole it's last... the worst part of the movie, Yes, the big confrontation at the end is, is kind of cheesy. That's but. the weird thing is, like, this movie, like, has one of the best openings ever and, like, one of the, like, worst endings. I would say it's mid, mid-tier. The, the climax, Just very forgettable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, like, kinda, That's the only part where they really... It ends the with a whimper. Yeah. Which it is starts with a bang yeah. and ends with a whimper. But then yeah. you get... Um, it's not a post-credit scene, but it's essentially like a stinger. Yeah. Where you see this vampire in Russia. Oh yeah. Uh, attacking this woman and Blade greets him in Russian, then kills him, and you're like, oh, he's still out there fucking dudes up. That's awesome. So uh, I forgot about that. I definitely had seen that. A few it. years later, we get a very different sequel. Oh yeah. With Guillermo del Toro's Blade Two. There's a world beyond the one we know where the powers of darkness fear nothing but one man. Blade. We represent the ruling body of the vampire nation. They're offering you a truce. They want to meet with you. You sure about this? They'll take us in deeper than we've ever been. Now, those he has sworn to kill need his help to fight a new breed of terror. They're no longer top of the food chain. Our forces are ready to fight, but we need a leader. Let me get this right. You want me to hunt them for you? Ooh, so exciting. Five, four, three, two. One. Keep your friends close. Keep your enemies closer. Wesley Snipes. Not. No. Who you are messing with? Blade 2. This one came out in 2002, and 
I was obsessed with this movie when it came out. I got the DVD. I watched the shit out of that. You know, like if it was a VHS, like would have been ruined. You know, <laughs> like um, there's, I don't know. Like I loved the first one, but this one was like just nonstop action. And it was, there were some great action scenes. Not only that, but the creature effects were amazing. Um, again, Del Toro, who we talked a lot about on our on our Hellboy episode. Uh, great director, very good with the practical effects. Um, it's been a minute since I've seen this one, but Chris pointed out the opening of the movie doesn't hold up very well. The first action scene, at least, where Blade fights Donnie and It's either Donnie Yen's character or Nyssa, the girl. I don't remember who he fights, but one of those two of the like merc vampires fights right. Blade. And they're fighting in front of this big bank of like like halogen lamps like big yeah. spotlight lamps yeah and it's really like the worst of the early it's the same <laughs> level of cg as the end of the first movie right everything looks weightless uh-huh. and very bendy yeah and it just does not hold up now right the rest of the movie does a great job of not falling into that pitfall with Definitely. a few small bits right but nothing as glaring as that yeah nothing as egregious as that opening but i'm just saying like if you can get through that opening the rest is awesome you know like the the creature effects again all that stuff the the fight scenes the choreography is pretty nuts but we get we get a lot of a lot of cool characters in this one uh ron perlman uh norman reedus from walking dead uh donnie yen and lucas plays nomak yeah nomak's awesome um so so the kind of the concept of this one is there's these real pure like the original vampires yeah they like feed off of the ones that we know which is such an amazing twist like it's such a cool concept and nomak is the son of like the ruler of these things and he's kind of caught he doesn't really like anybody he fights blade he fights vampires he fights the old vampires at one point he and blade team up then they stop teaming up yeah he's just kind of like this wild card that fucks everyone up and he they they look like normal vampires yeah and then their jaws like split open below the lip it's nasty and it's like a predator mouth almost yeah it's really creepy it's super cool yeah it's great yeah it scared the shit out of me the first time i saw it yeah and if they bite a vampire but like turn them the way like a vampire turns a human yeah instead of just turning into one of them the they turn into like like kind of like mindless slave just like screeching mindless monsters yeah pretty fucked up yeah definitely some really cool tech in this one uh norman reedus's character has has been working for blade but it's weird because out of nowhere Mm -hmm. whistler's alive yeah so they never explain that do they not that i can recall i don't like they mentioned like uh deacon frost and him attacked me roughed me up yeah didn't kill myself like, <laughs> yeah like I did shot he... in the air like i don't know yeah. did he just puss out like <laughs> the last second he's like no nah, i want that sequel check and he just yeah. shot to the ceiling and blade didn't notice like it would make sense they didn't leave the headquarters yeah well, i don't know yeah they did leave it whatever it doesn't make any fucking sense that this dude is alive it would make sense if he was like a vampire in the sequel yeah. or something like but no it's nothing no. clever he's just alive um and that I bums me i mean i like the actor alive. i like the character but like if you're gonna bring him back, like have a good reason for it. He, there, he doesn't really do much in the movie. No, he's there to be like, don't trust Norman Reedus's character, and he, yeah. he's like giving you no reason not to trust him. He's like yeah. saved their lives and shit. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, you were right not to trust me, and you're like, what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. B, you're wasting your time, man. Bombs are dud. It's never supposed to explode. It's just supposed to make you feel in control. But you had me on a short leash, didn't you, Hefe? Oh, 
much better. See this? I'm one of Damaskino's familiars. They needed my help to bring you here to control Nomak. The old fuck, he was always just bait. I mean, look at him. He's your only real weakness, man. You may be fast, you may be strong, and all that other bullshit. But in the end, B, you're just too human. Well, you little shit. <laughs> you think they scoped out my security system? I let them in, asshole. I practically handed them the keys. You heard Q-Ball, right? Pretty soon they're all gonna be daywalkers, man. When that happens, I'd rather be a pet than cattle. You got me, B? It's just the weirdest retcon ever. So I think I that's, feel like there's some scenes missing. Yeah, that's really the only complaint I have about the movie because the rest of it's pretty fun. Like other yeah. than that opening, like we said. Well, the opening is it's still fun. It just looks shitty. It's yeah, just not a good, it's bad CG. You know, what for it's sure. Like, um, and then the Whistler thing is just confusing. It is, <laughs> especially because he's in like a lot of the movie. Yeah, and the whole time I'm going, but you're fucking dead. Yeah, you shot yourself in the face. You're dead. <laughs> Uh, but the the action scenes are great, and the animosity between Blade and this yes. group of vampire mercs that yeah. he's working with uh, to take down the like, true vampires yeah. uh, includes Ron Perlman, yep. who we discussed at length in our Hellboy episode. He's great. Uh, and Ron Perlman and Blade, like uh, I don't remember Perlman's character's name, but he and Blade like fucking hate each other, yeah. <laughs> and they're very clear about this. Oh, yeah. But Perlman's is all like threatening, like, oh, I'll shoot your goddamn face, and Blade just talking shit and smiling mm -hmm. at him. Yeah. Blade keeps goading these guys because yeah. he wants them to do something. Right, right. Because he'll kill the shit out of oh, all of them. Oh, yeah, he has no qualms So he about. keeps, like, anytime one of them says anything smart, he just comes right back with, like, the most demeaning, like, yeah. fuck yous. <laughs> and they're just like, oh. <laughs> it's. I definitely remember that. That's like uh, one of the best things about it. Like just, just the character him. interactions. Yeah. Because like you go from Blade in the first movie where he's just like, I hate these motherfuckers, you know. And like, remember the first movie when he's in the hospital to save the daughter because he knows yeah. they're gonna send vampire people after. Oh her, yeah, yeah. And the cop shoots at him, mm -hmm. and he just looks at him, motherfucker. You out of your damn mind? Yeah. I laugh. Like a goddamn hyena. It's Every time great. I see that, his delivery is perfect. He's he's awesome in these movies, but <laughs> he's just a total badass. And oh, dude, we even we didn't even talk about the katana. Oh, the like, sword's cool. The coolest thing about it is that no one else can hold it. Yeah, like it'll slice up your it hand or something. Where, like, it, it's like a finger re some palm like print that. recognition or something. Yeah. So if you hold it for like five seconds, this thing starts spinning and then like these blades pop out of the handle. Yeah. And just chop your hand into pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, uh, Quinn, Donald Logue's character in the first one, who Blade fucks up worse. Oh, Every time yeah. Blade crosses this dude, he leaves with less body parts. Yeah. You can slice him, you can dice him, but the Quinn man just keeps on coming. The blades are made out of silver too, right? And that's like one of their weaknesses or something yeah there's a lot of cool tech like you mentioned in the second one one of my favorite things was these like uv grenades yeah. norman reduces character design them they're very cool yeah i just love the like light grenades that yeah toast vampires i mean it makes a lot of sense you yeah. know it's very uh, cool i love they, that they look like they're homemade like they look they don't look yeah. like movie props right they look like something some dude whipped up in a garage exactly like cool. like yeah them. uh so yeah i was like totally hyped for the third one me we can't get enough of our boogeymen what's your take on all these rumors we've been hearing about vampires the vampires existed don't you think we would have found them by now people want to be concerned you should focus in on characters like the sociopath that we've been pursuing 
he believes that he is out there slaying monsters. Why can't you just be nice? Because the world isn't nice. You're public enemy number one, Blade. We're gonna have to take on the rest of the world, too. Don't shoot! Don't shoot! He's fought the war against darkness alone. We use the humans to flush him out. Until now. Evening, ladies. Who the hell are you people? My name is Hannibal King, and this little hellion right here is Afghan. Whistler's daughter. Yes, hunting just runs in our blood. It keeps. What the hell makes you think you know about hunting vampires? For starters, I used to be one. Rookies. Vampires were searching for the final solution. The original vampire, they found him. He was born perfect. This guy has never had to evolve. It's the end game, Blade. Time for Baymac. Get ready to roll with this. Blade, ready to die. Since the day I was born. And then the third one came out. Oh. <laughs> you like that, huh? <laughs> Don't fuck your sister. So then we move on to uh, Blade 3, a.k.a. Blade Trinity, which was released in 2004 and is this time not only written by David Goyer, but also directed by David Goyer. So the third one was exciting because he was going to be finally facing off against Dracula. Right. And he was going to be joined it's by a great the Night concept. Stalkers because you can't just go up against Dracula and his army by himself because right. Dracula's like the big bad. For sure. But they went about every single thing wrong. Now, yeah. I have since learned a lot, and a lot of people probably know a lot about this, but apparently Wesley Snipes is a real fucking asshole on the set of Blade 3. Oh, shit. To the point where he made everyone address him as Blade. What? He wouldn't is make... Is he a method actor? I know. He's just being a he dick. He wouldn't make eye contact with anybody. That's fucked he up. He would only communicate with the director through, like, post-it notes and letters that he would sign as written by Blade. What? And, uh... I'm as big a proponent for use of recreational marijuana as anybody, but <laughs> apparently he was higher than six kites. Oh, man. Like, the whole movie. Yeah. To the point where, like, Pat Oswalt was saying, like, it's a good thing he had sunglasses on, because that motherfucker... Oh, wow. Um, so they literally would write Blade out of entire scenes of the movie, mm. because they didn't want to deal with him. Yeah. At, at one point, he apparently tried to choke Goyer. Oh, and Jesus. It was a really contentious relationship, and so... The end result is on the screen. It's, it does not flow at all. Yeah. There's no cohesion to the movie. The tone is all over the place. And the guy that's playing Dracula, Dominic Purcell, mm. looks about as much like Dracula as I do. Right. <laughs> he's just a normal fucking he's dude. A, and he's walking around with like this, like these silk shirts unbuttoned down to like his belly button and like a yeah, necklace. Yeah, it's a choice. It looks For like he looks like Pitbull. 
for for people who don't know who this is, it's the guy that plays Heat Wave on the, the CW Flash show. Stuff, yeah, yeah. In Legends of Tomorrow. In Legends of Tomorrow. And he's, um, and he's, he's fine. The brother in Prison Break. If anyone was a fan of that show. Yeah, like he's. I think he does a fine job in those shows, but he's not a good choice. He's a very specific kind of actor. Yeah. You get for a very. He's a character actor. You get right. a very, very specific role. Yeah. He's not lead villain actor. He's definitely he's not definitely Dracula. Not Dracula. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, man. You cock juggling thunder cunt. One of the things I liked about Blade Three was the Night Stalkers characters, right. which is Jessica Biel. Uh, as Abigail Whistler, the daughter of Abraham, and Ryan Reynolds as Hannibal King. Yeah. Um, I also great. enjoyed Parker Posey and Triple H as like the two main henchmen vampires. I always forget that Parker Posey's in this movie. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's the one that's got the little Pomeranian vampire. And when yeah, it has, it has right. like the open jaw and thing. The, yeah. And it has the funniest reaction in the movie when Ryan Reynolds that's sees that great. and just screeches, What the fuck? Yeah, that's amazing. Um, but there's some really good interactions between Beale and Reynolds, and they're, um, the action scenes are pretty good. But the biggest problem about this movie is that it's all about Blade and Dracula. Blade is totally checked out. Yeah. And Dracula fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's like the two things you really need to work in this movie don't work. The only thing that's to work are all the side characters. Yeah. Patton Oswalt, the Night Stalkers, yeah. and the sidekick vampires. Everybody yeah. else... The leads on the screen time are terrible. It really feels like Ryan Reynolds kind of carries this movie, which yes. is not a good thing. Like, the sidekick to Blade should not outshine... And maybe that's the problem. You know? Maybe there shouldn't be sidekicks right. to Blade. Yeah. And maybe that's what kicked off Snipes' whole ego trip. Right. About, like, I shouldn't be sharing the screen. I'm fucking Blade. Yeah. Um, and maybe, maybe there should not have been yeah. two other people. Maybe it just should have been Blade. Yeah. But but and that, I would have been fine with that. But like yeah. my thing is like, dude, you've had sidekicks like all the whole That's franchise. True. Like, That's what true. That's true. Yeah. So unfortunately, Blade, like a lot of the other series that we've covered and will cover, uh, suffers from the classic trilogy trope of like really good first one, better second Even one, better second garbage third one. Yeah. <laughs> There's been so many examples at this point. Yeah. Spider one and two. Trilogy, one and two kind of. Fluctuate depending on the franchise. Sometimes yeah. the first one's always the best. Yeah. Other times the second one supersedes the first. The hell, even the Dark Knight trilogy, that third one's just like way it's lower far inferior. Yeah. yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah. Um, but then you get we move on a little bit, and Blade has been kind of absent from a lot. Like Blade is a weird character for the comic books, where right. the way the movies nailed him, the the comics have often struggled to do that. There's been a few instances where a, a version connected with fans, but right. it's generally pretty short lived, and he kind of goes away for a while. Um, I liked him in that Doctor Strange comic. Yeah, yeah, and he's been really—he was really cool in Jason Aaron's Avengers as a member of the Avengers and like being the Dracula built a vampire nation and they they fought for uh, sovereignty. Oh, okay. And (laughs) they got recognized, but only if Blade's allowed to be their sheriff. (laughs) So Blade again, just begging for anyone to do anything because they'll just take their head off. Yeah, Um, that's amazing. And he just walks around with a shit-eating grin on his face all the time, like do something, you blood-sucking bitch. (laughs) That's great. Uh, But anyway, yeah, so so. He hasn't been as as omnipresent as like a lot of the characters that got films around this time, Hulk, right. X-Men, Spider-Man, so on and so forth. That uh, could change soon. He did get um well yeah, he's gonna be joining the MCU, presumably in twenty twenty four, played by Mahershala Ali. Um I think that's right. Mahershala yeah, but I, I believe it's twenty twenty four, but with this writer strike, who knows how that'll impact it. But we heard we voice. did get a blade TV show. Nighttime is no place for the living. Communists, nocturni? Vampires. 
This is Vampire Ash. It was unfortunately short-lived. Yeah. It was the first show made. The live action one, right? Right, made for Spike. If you guys remember the I channel remember Spike. Spike, yeah, Spike, Spike wanted to get into making their own programming, so the first one they made was Blade, and it starred Sticky Fingers, uh, who's a great rapper uh, who I really enjoyed. <laughs> and he was actually a really fucking good Blade. Nice, I haven't um, seen it. Yeah. And the problem was the show had an excellent pilot, or yeah. at least a, a solid pilot with sure. excellent moments and then fell off pretty hard. Yeah. Um, but Jeff Johns is one of the people working on it, and I remember him saying in an interview nice. that had they gotten the second half of the first season they wanted, yeah. they were gonna start introducing other Marvel characters, oh. and the first season was going to come to a head with Blade versus Moon Knight. Oh shit! That and I was awesome. like, no! Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it was a good show, not a great show, but it was like a decent, it was a decent show for a show created by a young cable channel trying to figure out how to make content. Then we got, as part of the deal between Marvel and Madhouse Studios, where they built a number of, uh, made a number of animes based off of existing Marvel properties. You got an X-Men anime, a Wolverine anime, an Iron Man anime, and a Blade anime. Marvel Like the other stories, this uh, the other series, this story features Blade traveling to Japan to fight a bunch of vampires. It's not nearly as cool as you might expect it to be because Madhouse is actually a really good animation studio, but it does have some really great creativity in the way it's portrayed. Yeah. It has a really cool, uh, there's a, a nice crossover with Wolverine. It's unfortunately like a lot of those Madhouse Marvel animes, it's kind of forgettable, but I think Blade's probably one of the two stronger ones of the series. Yeah. It's just like the TV show, it's just kind of like, eh, it could have yeah. been a lot better. I feel like a lot for for the character of blade a lot rests on this mcu entry oh yeah for sure it, it kind of has to be a cool version of them because yeah. if it doesn't then we're looking at like 20 straight years of kind of shitty blade products well i will say the guy they got for him is awesome yeah, he's a great, great actor. actor he's been in a lot of stuff at this point he was even in the mcu previously kind of in the netflix uh luke cage yeah i think that that's not like it's kind of like pseudo canon right but he was great as Cottonmouth. Yeah, he's excellent. But I yeah. think it's like pseudo like it, it, it didn't not happen. Yeah, but and it, the characters may show up again. They might, be but they're not. Yeah, they're not. It, it, it's not like a continuation of the Netflix series. Right. Like yeah, those yeah. characters have had previous adventures for sure that they may or may not reference. Yeah, but yeah, no, I'm I'm extremely excited for the MCU Blade. The only thing I hope is that they go for that rated R 
you know yeah. that that hard R. I think yeah. if the Deadpool three hits like they think it will, that we'll see more like Ghost Rider or Blade, like those for characters sure. that deserve to be rated R. Yeah. If they ever get a new MC Wolverine, we'll probably for get sure. like an R-rated Wolverine at some point. Well, and if we get a good Blade movie, like you said, it opens up doors for other things. We could eventually get a Midnight Suns cross. Yeah, you know? yeah Doctor like, Strange and Blade, right, and Black Knight, awesome. and shit like that. Why not Moon Knight? All that. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of like comic book recommendations for Blade because, like I said, there just aren't a lot. So if it's you all like, cut stuff. if yeah. you like the classic stuff, I would say get. The the, uh, the Tomb of Dracula stuff. You can get some essential versions. They have Probably the epic omnibus, versions. Yeah. There's an omnibus. There's all kinds of trades for it. Uh, Tomb of Dracula by by Gene Colan and written by uh, uh, Marv Wolfman. Yeah. I would also say check out Jason Aaron's Avengers for a more modern version of Blade and uh, the Midnight Suns Night Stalkers book and spe specifically the Midnight Suns crossover yeah. event, yeah. Uh, which features I think. I want to say just issue one of Night Stalkers. I think that's the only one you have to get. And you can get all those. You can literally go buy the individual issues if you can find them for like a dollar a piece. For sure. I would also recommend, was it Donnie Cates' uh, Doctor Strange Damnation? I think it was. Yeah. Which was great. Like, Blade's in there, you mm -hmm. know, uh, fucking shit up. So. <laughs> yeah, and that's generally the role he's kind of, he's kind of been relegated to the uh, 90s Nick Fury Doctor Strange cameos. Yeah, where they'll just show, anytime there's like a supernatural threat, like, here's Blade to kill it. The end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so for those who haven't seen them, I would say I highly recommend Blade and Blade 2. Yes. Yeah, I would say one. Blade Trinity is only for completionists. Yeah. As <laughs> is Blade the series. Yeah. And if you're curious about Marvel animated stuff that isn't aimed at fucking children because there's so little of it, yeah. I would recommend checking out the Madhouse um, uh, anime stuff. But specifically, if you're going to do that, look for uh, the X-Men one and Blade. Those are the two best ones, in my opinion. Yeah. Totally agreed. All right, so uh, I think that's all we got for today. Sorry it's a shorter one, but we've got plenty coming your way. Uh, in the meantime, feel free to check us out over at ComicZombie.net, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Discord, and Twitter uh, as well. And you can also find Eric over at EpicFails.com, E-P-I-K-Fails.com, and on social media at Eric Slater, Eric with a K, Slater with a D. And uh, do you have anything else you want to plug? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, until next time, uh, same copyright infringement time, same copyright infringement channel. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.